So hi everyone, welcome to another Sunday Zoom meeting and another podcast episode. So if you're watching on YouTube or listening on the podcast, um, you can find out more about our our meetings here, the podcast itself, um, our online Facebook community, or paid private mentoring with myself, if that's something that interests you, on the website. It's www.acimwithkeith.com. Calm. So, guys, it's it's Christmas. Uh, we'll be taking a two-week hiatus after this week because next week is Christmas and the following week is the new year. Um, and so I thought we would bring a Christmas theme into our meeting today. Um, so something quite important to know about the way A Course in Miracles is written. Jesus uses... Uh, the birth of Christ, uh, the crucifixion, and the resurrection as as metaphors in A Course in Miracles. And so, you know, most of the time when he's talking about the crucifixion of God's Son, uh, he's not talking about the crucifixion of an historical Jesus. He's talking about the thought system of the ego, which is that separateness is real. Separateness is a thing. There's more than just God's oneness. Uh, and the whole thought system of sin, guilt, and fear, one or the other, kill or be killed, um, lack and need and want and attack and victims and victimizers, that's the crucifixion of God's son. And in the same way, um, when he talks about Christmas and the birth of Christ, um, he's talking about this rebirth of our true identity in the Holy Spirit. Well, our right-minded identity in the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit is the part of our mind that remembers oneness. It remembers God and Christ as a oneness joined as one. And it's in every mind. And, and Christmas is the idea then of us being born again to this identity instead of as a separate self. Instead of being a body, a physical and psychological body, instead of being the thinking mind, it's the rebirth as Christ. And that's what we're going to talk about today. And in the same way, then, when Jesus talks about the resurrection, um, he's not talking about the resurrection of the historical figure of Jesus. He's using that as a metaphor again. And this resurrection is awakening from the thought system of death. Awakening from the crucifixion, rising again from the crucifixion. And so with the metaphor of Christmas, we're talking about this rebirth of Christ in us. The one Christ that we all are. Um, and the Holy Spirit is the representation of that in consciousness. And then, if you like, the full the, the fulfillment of that then is the resurrection. And the resurrection will be awakening from the belief of yourself as separate. Uh, awakening from the belief in yourself as a separate self, as an ego. And knowing yourself as the capital S self, which is the same capital S self that everyone else is. Um. So that's really what we're talking about then uh, with the metaphors that Jesus uses in the course. 
So I thought we would start with a little Christmas passage from the course. Um, so let me take that out. And this is from lesson 303. The Holy Christ is born in me today. Watch with me, angels. Watch with me today. Let all God's holy thoughts surround me and be still with me while heaven's son is born. Let earthly sounds be quiet and the sights to which I am accustomed disappear. Let Christ be welcomed here where he is at home. And let him hear the sounds he understands and see but sights that show his father's love. Let him no longer be a stranger here, for he is born again in me today. Your son is welcome, father. He has come to save me from the evil self I made. He is the self that you have given me. He is but what I really am in truth. He is the son you love above all things. He is myself as you created me. It is not Christ that can be crucified. Safe in your arms, let me receive your son. So, beautiful. Watch with me, angels. Watch with me today. Angels is a symbol in the course for our right-minded thoughts. Let all God's holy thoughts surround me and be still with me while heaven's son is born. Um, this stillness is, is such an important theme in the course. So we've always said that forgiveness is still and quietly does nothing. It merely looks and waits and judges not. So what we have as a split mind is an ego mind and a Holy Spirit mind. What we have is an ego identity where I think I'm a body and a separate self and a Holy Spirit identity where I know that the awareness that I am, the stillness that I am, the silence that I am is the truth of everyone. So stillness. I mean, what we did was filled our minds with the raucous shrieking of the ego. The raucous shrieking of the separate self. Seeking and the grasping 
and the resisting and the clinging and the fighting with how the world is. And all that noise is there as a defense against the stillness of the Holy Spirit, against the stillness of your right mind, the peace that surpasses all understanding. And it's in everyone's mind. And you might even be aware of that stillness creeping into the back of your mind as you listen to some of the passages in the Course and some of Helen's beautiful poetry. And when it does, don't try and grasp it or it'll vanish. It's not an object. In truth, it's what you are. And so as you listen along to passages today and poetry today, and also in your life, when you listen to music, or you watch a movie that moves you, or you're looking at some art, or you're in nature. Anytime that your ego's raucous shrieking dies down, anytime the seeking and resisting lets up, Anytime you can appreciate something enough to just simply let it be as it is without needing it to be different or wanting it to be different, you'll become aware of the stillness. That is an intrinsic attribute of what you are in the Holy Spirit. That's not a person. That's not a separate self. That's not the raucous shrieking in your mind. Yes, there's rocking, raucous shrieking in your mind. That's the ego. And it's not you. You're the one who hears it. Anytime there is appreciation for something, anytime the ego seeking, resisting and grasping dies down, The intrinsic nature of your being in the Holy Spirit shines forth. And that happens for everyone. You don't need to be in a Course in Miracles student for that. But don't look for it. Don't look for the stillness. Don't look for the silence. It's, it's, it's what you are. And when we discover it at first, which is really the birth of Christ in us, the rebirth of Christ in us, what the, the metaphor of Christmas is saying to us, is this rediscovery, this rebirthing of the stillness. And so be vigilant for that when it happens, this felt sense of being in the Holy Spirit, because that is the truth of your identity, the right-minded truth of your identity, and it's the right-minded truth of everyone's identity, because you're not the raucous shrieking in your mind, and neither is anyone else. You're not a body and what it's doing, and neither is anyone else. That stillness, that's the right-minded truth. And you don't have to silence the raucous shrieking of the ego. Good luck with that. But you have two minds. And at any given time, 
we can become the stillness aware of the movement of the egoic mind. We can become or know ourselves as the silence, aware of the noise. What hears the noise, but isn't the noise. We can know ourselves as the formlessness, aware of the form, but not the form. And this is the birth of Christ in us. So let's go back to our passage. Let earthly sounds be quiet and the sights to which I am accustomed disappear. So those earthly sounds is the I want and I need and I'm afraid and what if I don't get it? What if they think of me and what if this happens and what if that happens? All the ego's raucous shrieking, the separate self that can never be happy. And the there is nothing to the separate self other than seeking, resisting, and grasping. Fighting with the present moment, trying to cling to it, trying to escape it into the next moment. That's, you know, it, it's not that that's an activity of the ego. That is what the ego is, seeking, resisting, clinging. And that's the rock shrieking in our mind. So here Jesus is saying, instead, let Christ be welcomed where he is at home. And let him hear the sounds he understands. And see but sights that show his father's love. Let him no longer be a stranger here. For he's born again in me today. So I, who have spent all my life thinking I am this separate self, this needing, grasping, clinging, wanting, lacking thing that I have spent 40 years, 50 years, 60 years, 70 years going out into the world, trying to manipulate it and control it, trying to have it be a certain way so I can be finally okay as this lacking, needing, wanting self that has never been okay. And at some stage, we have to throw our hands up and go, this hasn't worked. 50 years and it hasn't worked. There is still this knowing emptiness in me. There is still this self-hatred in me, this sense of how lacking and inadequate I am. And nothing has filled it. Relationships, activities, situations, substances, we've tried them all. And it's like water in your hands, trying to hold on to happiness, trying to hold on to peace, because the separate self can't be happy. This body with private thoughts that I think that I am. So let him hear the sounds he understands and see but sights that show his father's love. So what's Christ going to see and hear that's different? Well, he's going to see the truth of everyone as the stillness, as the changelessness, 
as Jesus says. Your brother has a changelessness in him. It's the stillness. It's the silence. And Christ's vision shows me that. That's the sight Christ sees. The same capital S self in everyone behind an ego that means nothing. Behind a body that means nothing. And what sounds does he understand? You know, certainly he can look beyond the raucous shrieking of others, not knowing the stillness that they are, not knowing the peace that they are, not knowing the sacred holy silence that's in them and is what they are. And so with the terrible pain of not knowing what they are, just like us, with the overlooking of the stillness that we are in the Holy Spirit to identify as this lacking thing, this body, this separate self, this insane voice talking to itself, the suffering and the pain is enormous. And then, of course, we sat out into the world and we try and blame everything and everyone else for how awful separateness is. So when I'm identified as the separate self, this ego, this thing I've always thought myself to be, then all I do is judge the other egos as evil and wrong and selfish and jealous and attacking and bad. But when Christ is born again in me, I know that same Christ to be the truth of everyone. No matter what they think they are, no matter what their dream of themselves is, that's the truth of them. And so what I hear is the plaintive cries of those that don't know what they are. And are crying out for the love they don't know they are. And that they don't feel like they deserve. The love they think that's destroyed. That doesn't exist. Because they don't know. The quiet center. The stately calm. The changeless dwelling place. That is the Holy Spirit. That is our one capital S self identity in the Holy Spirit. Your son is welcome, Father. He has come to save me from the evil self I made. You know, A Course in Miracles doesn't shy, shy away in the slightest from showing us just how the mind of a separate self works. I mean, the chapters on special relationships are amongst the most difficult and painful to read in the entire course. You know, Jesus says in the course, uh, the first thing to know about the special love relationship is that it involves a great deal of pain. Because it's awful. Because as soon as we have overlooked 
our right-minded identity and the Holy Spirit to identify as this lacking, needing, wanting body and insane voice talking to itself. And all we're trying to do is, at an unconscious level, murder everyone. Um, you know, we want to throw everyone under the bus we think God is driving and have our suffering prove to God that they're the evil ones instead of us, so he'll murder them instead of us. And even the relationships, obviously in our special hate relationships, we're trying to alert God to the sinner and hope he murders them instead of us because they're so much worse than us. But even in our special love relationships, um, this is cannibalism. This is you have something that I want. And I want to go in there and I want to manipulate you. I'm going to love you in a certain way and you're going to love me in a certain way back, you know. And the minute you don't, it's going to turn into the hatred this has always been. Um, and so make no mistake about it. When you identify as a body and a psychological self, you know, what's going on in your mind is murder for everyone your special love relationships and your special hate relationships. Once you're identified as the person, and that's the truth of your identity, that's what's going on in your mind constantly, which is murder for the ones you're pretending to love and the ones that you're overtly hating. But it's not what we are. It's mistaken identity. Jesus says the ego is not you. And so your son is welcome, Father. He has come to save me from the evil self I made. He is the self that you have given me. Not this lacking, needing, grasping, flesh and bones, um, abomination, that I have thought myself to be. Riddled with guilt and self-doubt and hating the world. He's come to save me from this illusion of myself. He is the self that you have given me. He is but what I really am in truth not a separate self, not a body, not a person, not something in time, but the stillness, the peace, the love that's in my mind. Not some holy ego, the stillness, the silence, the peace, the love. He is the son you love above all things. He is myself as you created me. Jesus says, I'm not a body, I'm free, I'm still as God created me. And it means I'm not a physical body and I'm not a psychological body. So Jesus continues, it is not Christ that can be crucified. Jesus says, what suffers is not part of me. This self I made, that's not the son of God, and nothing it thinks or does means anything. It is unreal. Nothing more than that from Lesson 93. 
is a concept of myself that's not true. God's son can suffer nothing and I am a son. This Christ that I am cannot be crucified because it's not a body. So what if a body ages in the movie? So what if a body gets sick in the movie? So what if a body dies in the movie? So what if it's nailed to a cross? So what? What does that have to do with Christ? That is being reborn in me now. Safe in your arms, let me receive your son. Let me become aware of this alternate identity in my mind. This beingness. That is not a grasping, needing, wanting, trying to be wholly separate self. And that is the truth of everything and everyone. So I want to move across to one of Helen's poems. And let me dig that out here. I love this poem. Um, it's called The Holiness of Christmas. Christmas is holy only if you come in silence to the manger to behold your holiness made visible to you. Your gifts are but your open hands made clean of grasping. Nothing else you lay before the newly born except your doubts and fears, your pale illusions and your sickly pride, your meager treasures and unfaithfulness to all the gifts that God has given you. Here at the altar, lay all this aside to let the door to heaven open wide and hear the angels sing of peace on earth. For Christmas is the time of your rebirth. So once again, we have this theme of coming in silence. You know, it's like in the course when Jesus says, forget this world, forget this course, and come with holy, empty hands onto your God. So once again, the stillness and silence, that's the truth of everyone. To behold your holiness made visible to you as it's found in the stillness. Not the noise of the ego. Your gifts are but your open hands made clean of grasping. So like we said, this, the sole activity of the ego is seeking, resisting and grasping, holding on to, clinging to. Clinging to what I want, I want, I want, and resisting what I don't want. And so here Jesus is saying, no, it's, it's about the stillness. And it's about this non-resistance, this allowing of the world, the illusion to be what it is. What does it have to do with you? So we enter the stillness of the Holy Spirit in our mind. 
and we let go of our grasping at the world. Your gifts are but your open hands made clean of grasping. No frankincense or myrrh. Nothing else you lay before the newly born except your doubts and fears, your pale illusions and your sickly pride, your hidden venom and your little love, your meager treasures and unfaithfulness to all the gifts that God has given you. That's what we bring to the, the Christ in us that the Holy Spirit represents. We've been saying for a long time now that we don't fight the ego. You don't try and fix the ego. You don't try and change the ego. You bring the darkness to the light. You bring the wrong mind to the right mind. And you do that through non-judgment. Through non-resistance. Through allowing. Through welcoming. And it is that activity of bringing the darkness to the light that causes the light to be reborn in you. It's not in fixing your ego or choosing against your ego or trying to be a holy ego or trying to be a holier ego than other people. It's not about that. No, it's in the allowing, the welcoming, the non-interference the non-resistance, the cessation of the seeking, resisting, and grasping that you feel the birth of Christ in you. The stillness, the beingness. So that's the presence we bring to this Christ that's being born in us. You can't go looking as an ego for the Holy Spirit in you, for the peace in you, for the stillness in you. You can't do that. You have to separate yourself out from the ego's activity of seeking, resisting, and grasping. And you do that by allowing it. And you don't have to silence it. You just have to realize that it's not you. Because you're not what you look at. You are what's looking. And what's looking is the Holy Spirit, is the capital S self, is the reflection of God in Christ as one in consciousness. Here at the altar, now this is a symbol Jesus uses a lot in the course. The altar is the mind. Here at the altar, lay all this aside to let the door to heaven open wide and hear the angels sing of peace on earth for Christmas is the time of your rebirth. I wanted just to 
tie that in with another lovely poem of Helen's here. It's called My Father's House. Hallowed my name. I am a son of God who walks in stillness. I hold out my hand and from my fingertips the quiet goes around the world to still all living things and cover them in holiness. Their rest is joined in mine, for I am one with them. There is no pain my stillness cannot heal, because it comes from God. There is no grief that does not turn to laughter when I come. I do not come alone. There walks with me the light that heaven looks on as itself. I am a son of God. My name is his. My father's house is where my stillness is. So hallowed my name. I am a son of God who walks in stillness. Stillness. I hold out my hand and from my fingertips the quiet goes around the world to still all living things and cover them in holiness. So whenever you read something like this, you want to think that, you know, when Jesus awoke from the dream of death to the stillness, the peace of the Holy Spirit. For him, that stillness went out around the world to still all living things and cover them in holiness. This is such an important concept, guys. Um, you know, our ego can very easily um, appropriate horse teachings because the ego wants to be a miracle worker. It wants to go out there, be the one that's healing the world and fixing things, raising the dead, emptying the hospitals, bringing peace to the world. And again, that's just, that's just the ego appropriating the teaching. You know, when Jesus awoke, the hospitals didn't empty. The cemeteries didn't close. The wars didn't stop. Rome didn't stop its occupation of the Holy Land. Soldiers didn't suddenly become saints. You know, there were still brutal executions by stonings. But so what? 
That's the movie. That's the dream. That's the movie about the crucifixion of God's one holy innocent son. And so when Jesus awoke, all he saw in any of that was this, the silence, the stillness, and the holiness of God's one son. In everyone. In everything. There wasn't a problem with any of that. Because knowing the stillness, that's the truth of himself. He knew that as the truth in everyone. It doesn't matter what anyone else thinks they are. It's not true. Jesus knew what they were. He saw his stillness reflected back to him from everyone and from everything. The only place the world needs to be healed is in your mind. Because there's no world. The world is simply blocking your view of God's one holy innocent son, which is you. You don't have to heal it or fix it. It can't be fixed or healed. It was made to have one unsolvable problem after another. It's seen behind it. It's seeing the light of God's one holy innocent son, the self, the capital S self that we are in the Holy Spirit as the truth of everything and everyone. That's what healing is. In your mind, the whole world is healed because no one's a body and what it's doing. And no one is the evil self. The self we made that's not the son of God. And nothing it thinks or does means anything. When Christ is reborn in you as the stillness, as the beingness. When that birth takes place by bringing your darkness to non-judgment. What I am everything is because God is only one son as Jesus says the forms the broken pieces seem to take mean nothing for the whole is in each one and every aspect of the son of God is just the same as every other part everyone is the one capital S self and nothing else is true And that's what Jesus knew. And his seeing of that, you know, in people, and for them to be around him that could see them as the capital S self they were, it caused that Christ in their mind, that baby, you know, to, to start glowing brighter. And some weren't ready to accept that. But what does that matter? It doesn't change the fact that they are the capital S self. As Jesus says, don't 
share your brother's dream of himself. Everyone is the same. You know, in Jesus' New Year message, he says, make this year different by making it all the same. It's the one self, the one capital S self. We're all the one capital S self thinking we're something we're not. But when Christ is reborn in us, and we begin to know the capital S self we are, now we learn to see that as the truth in everyone. So um, in Helen's poem here, and from my fingertips, the quiet goes out around the world to still all living things. In my mind, they're still. I see the truth of them. And cover them in holiness. In my mind, they're covered in holiness. It doesn't matter what bodies are doing. God's son's not a body. Their rest is joined in mine. I see them as the same stillness I am. For I am one with them. God is one son. There is one capital S self. And the Holy Spirit is that representation in consciousness. It is God and Christ is one. There is no pain my stillness cannot heal. Now again, that doesn't mean when Jesus awoke that nobody in the world had any pain. It means Jesus knew it wasn't true. He saw the capital S self as the truth behind everyone who thought they were suffering because they thought they were something they weren't. They thought they were a concept of themselves that can suffer. But he didn't accept that dream of them. He saw the truth of them. There is no pain my stillness cannot heal because it comes from God. There is no grief that does not turn to laughter when I come. Again, does it mean nobody grieved in the world ever again? No. It means I see them as the truth behind the false identity. The mistaken identity they have that's causing them to grieve. I see past that. And I see the glorious truth of the stillness, the peace, the awareness, the beings that we share. That is the truth of all of our identity in the Holy Spirit. The ego is legion, but the Holy Spirit is one. And so when that identity is reborn in me, I see the same identity in everything and everyone. Every aspect of the Son of God is just the same as every other part. I do not come alone. There walks with me the light that heaven looks on as itself. I am a son of God. My name is his. My father's house is where my stillness is. 
in the stillness is the memory of God. And from that quiet center, that stately calf, that changeless dwelling place, I see what I am as the truth in everything. And I have awoken from the dream of death. That's the resurrection. In the course, Jesus' resurrection did not happen after the crucifixion. It happened before it. He awoke from the dream of death. So again, our forgiveness practice is learning that if I'm suffering, it's because I'm identified as an ego, a separate self. And so what I do is I allow, welcome, and look. Look with Jesus, look with the Holy Spirit without judgment. And what I'm looking at will begin to dissolve. And I'll begin to know myself as what looks. The stillness, the silence, the beingness the awareness that is the truth of everyone. You know, the miracle shows me that I'm choosing. You know, here I am, I'm grasping and needing and unhappy and miserable and murderous. And the miracle shows me I'm choosing. I'm choosing to identify as separate. You know, and this looking without judgment or interference, without trying to shout down the ego or choose against the ego or anything like that, you know, this is going to show me that I'm choosing to be this. And when I'm ready, instead, I can choose to be what's looking, what doesn't judge, what's still. This looking with the Holy Spirit of Jesus. It's what causes the birth of Christ in me. The rebirth of Christ in me. As what looks. And that's all. That's the little willingness. All Jesus is saying, listen, in your suffering of any kind, you're doing it to yourself. So have a look at that and don't judge yourself. And I'm with you. And as you're looking at yourself, choosing to be an ego and suffering over it, let me work on teaching you what you are that looks. Let me rebirth the Christ in you as we look together. That's what the miracle is.
in your suffering of any kind, you're doing it to yourself because you're identifying as something you're not. Now, let's acknowledge that. Let's look at ourselves doing that with no judgment. Let's allow. Let's welcome. Let's drop all resistance to it. And in the dropping of resistance, the grasping Jesus talked about in our poem today, in the dropping of trying to be some, seeking to be something different, trying to seek to be a holy ego, in the dropping of all of that, this non-judgment, can the Christ be reborn in me? This beingness, this stillness, this alternative to identifying as a physical and psychological body. This awareness that I am, that's the truth of everyone. Okay, so I've been talking loads. So over to my lovely deputy co-host, Sally. Is there <laughs> anything we need to address in the chat box, Sally? Well, there is, but uh, Mary Straub has had her hand up for quite a while. Cool. Mary, so, the um, stage is yours. Mary, if you'd Take like yourself to ask off your mute. Question. Sally. Oh, thank you, Keith uh, and Sally. Um, the reason my hand up was has been up for quite a while is because I, I didn't want to um, back out of it. It's like if I go ahead and put my hand up, even though you've already <laughs> answered the question. Um, but I, I guess I want to go deeper because what started as a question um, uh, is so beautifully being answered, but um, I, I kind of want to go a little bit into specifics because, um, uh, you know, I, I keep hearing this be these beautiful words over and over and over. And um, if I, if, um, well, what I'm discovering now, after all these years of doing the workbook and, and loving the course and, and getting closer and closer to my heart, and this is, has really been the next step. Um, I'm getting to see um, that the ego, in the early stages, especially the ego was trying to do the course. And, and I'm seeing that really it's impossible for the ego to do the course. The, um, the ego just wants to uh, either have relief from pain or um, to become holy. And there's no such thing as a holy ego. So um, I, I, there was a post that you, that I read that, that you um, put out about all it had to do with murdered kittens. Mm -hmm. And um, it's like, oh yeah, murdered kittens. Okay. The ego says, if I'm seeing kittens being murdered, see if I'm, I'm getting this correct. If I see the kittens getting murdered, the ego will say, you're not doing the course right. So it's like, um, but, but there's a way to see or to, to see this from a, um, see it differently. Right. And not, and when, and you, and you really went over that with, um, when you said, uh, the, when Jesus was crucified and, and, you know, and resurrected, there were still executions going on. There's all this stuff still going on. Yeah. 
Yeah, and the world so doesn't change. Kind of, we don't we don't fix the, the world, world. The world we don't fix the world. So um, there's some things that come up for me that are. Oh, you've gone back onto mute, Mary, just to unmute yourself again. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, I don't I guess I don't know if Jesus wants me to be quiet or what. But because um, <laughs> I didn't do that. <laughs> Sometimes Zoom does random stuff. We had chickens yeah, last week. <laughs> I'll keep going. Um, <laughs> but um some things that, that maybe come up to me that still push buttons are like seeing the homeless and and feeling this sympathy this false sympathy and and um, or even uh, I live with 80 and 90 year olds here at the senior living community and and um, there's a lot of talk about bodies a lot of people are, are hurting and and uh, so it was beautiful last week when when people shared some body issues from this higher place so it was really lovely for me to hear these these specifics thank you stephanie and lloyd because that was very helpful to 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 hear that story that they're going through it too but they're seeing it from a whole new perspective for a whole higher perspective and so like if i i see homeless and i feel like i should i want to give to them and so what spirit has given me is as long as i'm feeling sympathy it's not there's nothing I, i'm not helping even if I give to them. And so it's like, I don't want to ever give from sympathy. I want to give from love. I want to give, you know, for the right reasons. So when I see, uh, when people tell, are telling me their stories of horror stories and I feel sympathy for their pain, I know I'm not helping them. So I want to get into the, the mind that can help them. And so is it best for me just to see when it's coming up in me, oh, I'm still feeling sympathy and not instead of going into guilt, just going, I'm seeing this as a forgiveness opportunity that I'm being given. Like, you know, Celeste was seeing murdered kittens. Well, that is, I guess that could be seen as a, her forgiveness opportunity. So we're all, you know, the world, there's all kinds of things going wrong, but, um, a spirit this the um i i want to do the course now from that space of good all right so higher yeah in this present moment and it's always the present moment is any of that anything other than a story no it's all a story is it yeah. any more real than a dream that you had no. no, no, but you're not a story. Are you the body? Yeah. No. Or are you the awareness of the body? Awareness. Yeah. I can see. Yeah. And this awareness that you are, is there any outer edge to this awareness? Is there any boundary or limitation to it? No. No. So then this no. awareness that you are, are you in the body or is the body in you? Mm. 
Because the body is boundaries. The body's in in me. Yes, it is. And so Jesus says, whoever knows they have Christ in them, sees him everywhere except in bodies. Uh, Are you in a body? Are you awareness? Are you in a body? No. Am I? No. 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 Are the are the homeless people? Are they are they in their body in the body? Mm-hmm. Is that what you're asking? That's no, no, asking. no. No, no. Because this self, this self that you are now, this capital S self, mm-hmm. isn't in any body. Right. And it's not what any body is doing. And it's not what any insane voice is talking to itself in the mind about. Right. Are you the voice in your head or the one who hears it? <laughs> I'm the one who hears it. Yeah, you're the stillness. And the stillness is the truth of you. That's the birth of Christ in you this Christmas. And once you know that of yourself, you know that of everyone. And it's from here. You let that knowledge that we share our being, that we are this one awareness in the Holy Spirit, this one stillness. Now, you will allow that to express itself through you. So that's the answer to your question. That's how you give. So so when, when Helen said in her poem um, about peace on earth, seeing peace on earth. You just saw it. That is... That's it. That is the peace. It's it's in the mind. That's it's like peace. It's why only did she in the mind? It's only <laughs> if you think this course is about doing anything in the world, you're going to go way off track. Exactly. You're just going to be a holy spiritualized ego. The world, there is yeah. no world. That's the central message this course attempts to teach. There is no purpose to the world other than learning that there's no world. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. the only purpose it has. God's son's not a body. God's son was never crucified. See, once once Christ is reborn in me, not as a body, but as this identity in the Holy Spirit, once Christ is reborn in me, and once that brings me to my resurrection, everything resurrects with me and everyone. Let me read something here from the Course. This is from the manual, chapter 23. Does Jesus have a special place in healing? And this is from paragraph six. No one who has become a true and dedicated teacher of God forgets his brothers. Now, a teacher of God is someone who sees the truth in his brothers. Because we learn what we teach. So nobody has become a true and dedicated teacher of God, uh, forgets his brothers. Yet what he can offer them is limited by what he learns himself. 
Turn then to one who laid all limits by, this is Jesus, and went beyond the farthest reach of learning. He will take you with him, for he did not go alone, and you were with him then as you are now. So when Jesus woke from the dream of death, when he knew himself as the the peace that surpasses all understanding, that is the truth of everyone, the whole world resurrected with him. He no longer believed in the movie. The, all he saw of anyone was their resurrected self, which was him, his resurrected self, the capital S self. Now, does that mean everyone accepted that healing for themselves around Jesus? No, it did not. But in Jesus's mind, everyone was healed. So that's our task, to know what we are that's not a body, that's not the insane voice talking to itself. And once we know that of ourselves, to see that as the truth in everyone, because that's what everyone is. It doesn't matter what the dreams of themselves are. They're not true. So Mary, without any stories from the past or stories of the future, can you find any evidence for yourself as a person, as a separate self right now? Absolutely not. No. What do you find? I find peace. You do. And are you separate from that peace? No. You are the stillness. And so is everyone. There are no problems. Yeah. Yeah. So the golden rule of the Course in Miracles is we don't make the error real and try to fix it. Right. Yeah. Now, okay, so, the, the, you know, this is you knowing yourself as this rebirth of Christ. And, you know, <laughs> so what's going to happen is you're going to ping pong now from being the stillness into being the insane voice talking to itself and the body, seeing everyone else as a body and an insane voice talking to itself. And then if you look at that without judging it, you'll feel this beingness that you are. And in identifying as that, now you see this beingness, this stillness as the truth in everyone. Okay, so that's that's our process now is noticing when we've gone back to being the separate self, the insane voice talking to itself. Um, and by allowing and welcoming, by bringing that to the Christ in us, true non-judgment, um, we have this opportunity to switch minds, to literally change our mind from being the little less self to being the big S self. And from there, we see that as the truth and everyone, the world is healed. That's the holy instant. So I hope that's helpful, Mary. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. It's very helpful. Thanks a million. Thank you. Um, so, Sally, anything to deal with in the box? Yes, uh, we do from, uh, oh, where do we go? Oh, Shannon Jackson. Uh, the looking sometimes feels very tenuous. Is it okay to label what is seen to make it more tangible, fear, insecurity, et cetera, 
or is that a form of judgment too? As best you can, you want to steer clear of labeling. You really want to just simply look at what's going on in the ego mind without commenting on it, without judging it, without saying it's bad, without saying it's, you know, wrong, without fighting it, without doing anything to change it. It's in this allowing and welcoming and non-resistance. It's in the cessation of seeking and resisting and grasping, which is the characteristic qualities of the ego, the separate self. Now, look, at the ego's not going to stop doing that. You stop doing it. You allow the ego to what it's doing without seeking to change it, without resisting what it's doing, without grasping at it. You do that. So you relax and you look at what's going on in your ego mind and feel what you are that looks. I don't care how ordinary a realization that is. Once you realize that you are what looks, you're not your thoughts. You're the one who hears them. Once you feel that, that's the birth of Christ. And if you put your attention on that, it will start to shine. It will shine as a beingness and the stillness that Jesus was talking about today. So it's understanding that you're not what you look at. What you're looking at is the ego and all your suffering is coming because you are identified as an ego. So look at that ego identification without judging it. Now, at least you know you're choosing. Yes, I'm choosing to be this separate self in this body. I'm choosing to defend this illusion of myself and suffer over perceived attacks. Okay, so I'm not ready yet to identify with this, this Christ in my mind. Well, so what? Can you just notice that you're choosing to suffer? and not judge yourself for it. That's enough. That's the little willingness. In that moment of non-judgment, in that moment of no seeking, resisting, and grasping, watch the birth of the Christing. You will be taught that you're not what you're looking at. You are what looks. And what looks is holy and whole and still. And this is what we're learning in the course. That's what our forgiveness practice is all about. It's not about fixing the ego, changing the ego, trying to be a holy ego. It's about looking at the ego without judgment and learning. It's a choice. But you could equally just simply choose to be what looks, and that's salvation. That's the resurrection. from the dream of death, that you were never the voice talking to itself in your mind. It wasn't you, and you were never the body. So I hope that makes sense. I, I can't emphasize this enough. It's the hardest thing to get people to understand is that you're not trying to fix your ego. It can't be fixed. You're separate self, fundamentally non-functional. It's murderous and it's suicidal can't be fixed. Stop trying to fix it. 
Stop thinking you can be happy as a person. It's not going to happen. Okay. Happiness and love is in the stillness. It's in the one who looks, not what's looked at. And always said that the right mind is a non-judgmental observer of the wrong mind. You don't have to get rid of it. But if you know yourself as the mind that looks the right mind, that's the stillness, that's the peace, and that's the truth of everyone. That's the extension of the Holy Spirit. Like in the poem, that's the peace going out, the stillness, the quiet going out from your fingertips and enveloping the whole world in holiness. So what's next in the chat box, Sally? Okay, this is from Susan's iPad. Is illusion confusion normal to come and go as one is first learning to intentionally choose to identify with just being one wholeness of spirit instead of seeing bits and pieces? Yeah, but don't do anything with what you're seeing. Just notice what is coming and going. You know, your youth is coming and going. <laughs> Health is coming and going. Your thoughts are coming and going. Feelings are coming and going. All this ego stuff. But you're not coming and going. Not the one who sees. Not the one who hears. Not the one who looks. Not the capital S self that you really are. So nothing that you look on is you. Nothing that you notice is you. You're the unchanging. You're the stillness. You're the quiet. So just, you know, ask yourself, is that confusion me? Or am I the one who's aware of the confusion? Feel your identity as the one who notices. Notice the noticer that you are. So again, try to lose the idea that you have to fix what you're looking at. <laughs> the miracle is knowing you are what looks. You know, the ego is not you, so you don't have to fix it. And the one who looks isn't broken. And so all we have to do is look on the ego's world and the ego's thoughts and feelings with no judgment. The cessation of the grasping and the seeking and the clinging. And you will know yourself as the Christ that's being reborn in you. Not a holy ego. Not a holy separate self. Not someone who's holier than anyone else. There's, there's nobody else. There's the capital S self that you are. Shining as the truth of everyone and everything. That's the quiet going out from your fingertips and enveloping the world in holiness doesn't matter what the world thinks it is you know what it is and you see in the world what you are what looks so hope that makes sense anything else to do in the chat box Sally no but uh Stephanie and Lloyd have a question for you hi guys just take yourself off mute Stephanie I don't have a question Keith ah okay but I do have something I really like to say. Mm -hmm. 
brother with a big B. I think you have given the mind the greatest Christmas gift that could ever be received today. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> Thanks very much, guys. That's the truth. Oh. Um, would anyone else like to put their hand up before we finish? There's an opportunity for someone to get in there. Aha, Susan's iPad. Good woman. <laughs> Take yourself off mute, Susan. Go for it. Thank you. Hi, everyone. Um, I really appreciate you talking to my question about illusion confusion. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, I really think that you nailed it with the whole holy ego and yeah. someone else referenced doing the course from a place of ego, which is like the most familiar place that we all kind of started from, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so when confusion sets in, it's it's a a process to follow it with the mind is simply to stay calm, not get pulled into the confusion and think, oh my God, I had I thought I had this straightened out yeah, in so my you head. See, you're not you're not going to do anything with the mind because our normal understanding of the mind is the ego mind. But that but that Christ in you that's not the mind you know it's a different mind it's not the same one so yes, susan i have uh, yes yeah, i ahead. have experience i i have i have experienced that space of being just being yes, yes. deeply and profoundly and yes so it's not just an idea good I am still working on liberation into being that, let, allowing myself to be that always instead of falling back into the nits and mats of the dream world. No, 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 no. Don't, don't, don't do that. That's, that's a recipe for beating yourself around the head with A Course in Miracles. That's, that's a recipe for instead of undoing your guilt to actually exacerbate your guilt. Um, I do not stay identified as the stillness all day. Instead, I notice when some kind of discomfort, disquiet, irritation, anxiety comes up and I realize, ah, can I allow this? Can I so it's a form of on? ego then to set up... Uh... Set yourself you up for ego. judging. See, yes. See, the thing is, you're always the right mind. You always are the stillness. You have a split mind and they are always there concurrently. The stillness is always in your mind. And then so is the madness of the ego, right? So you're both concurrently, but you can only identify as one. So you see, it's not about you trying to be the capital S self. You already are the capital S self and there's no such thing as Susan. It's a complete smoke and mirrors illusion. So again, Susan, in this moment, without any stories from the past or the future, can you find any evidence of yourself as a person? No. No. 
What do you find? I found, I find a, I find just space. Yes. And are you separate from that space? No. Susan, that's nothing space. is nothing is in that space. Yeah. That's separate. Well, well, um, within that space is well, let's put it this way. If you are that space, where is the body? The body is nowhere in that space. For when I feel myself in that space. I have felt beside my body before. Yes. Now, so if, and, and this, this awareness that you are, does it have boundaries or limitation? No. No. So if you find yourself beside the body, would it not be more accurate to say that the body is in you? Yes. Yes. Again, Jesus says, whoever knows they have Christ in them sees Christ everywhere except in bodies. So really what he's saying is this, this beingness, this stillness, is just one. And there's nobody in bodies. This is the capital S self. So this self that you are, within which the body is happening, by which the body is known, out of which the body is made. This is the truth of everyone. Every aspect of the Son of God is just the same as every other part. It doesn't why matter. do we revert to fear? Why do we, why does that, why do we lose, seem to lose sight of that? Why do we revert to because the unresolved guilt in our mind will make us afraid of the light of our being. And so we will jump back into stories, identify with an illusion of ourselves, and get rid of that guilt out onto somebody else instead of ourselves. And so what do you do then? You go, woohoo, here's some guilt to work on. The guilt that dragged me out of the light, I now get a chance to clear this so it never drags me from the light again. So... <clears throat> I've been See, practically stop, stop thinking this failure. There's no failure because you already are the capital S self, and so is everyone else. Every aspect of the Son of God is just the same as every other part. Everything else is just illusion. Okay, so there's no failure. At no point okay. in time do you become the story, Susan. You okay. you've just checked for me and you've told me there's no evidence of you as a person in the present moment. Is it ever any other time except the present moment? No. Is there any problem here? Only when I'm, I choose to make a problem. <laughs> now, in this present moment, is that anything other than a story? Absolutely. It's only a story. And, and is it about you in this moment? Can you there... find that what the one that story is about? Can you awareness? No. Can you find the one that story is about? No, and I can't no. even find the story. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Okay. In the present moment, there is no problem. In the present moment, what you are, the quiet goes out from your fingertips. 
and envelops the whole world in the, in the quiet. It doesn't matter what the movie's doing. It's not real. The quiet is real. Unity alone is not a thing of dreams, and it is this God's teachers that acknowledge behind the dream, beyond all seeming, in the images, yet surely theirs. This is it normal is to uh, take? Does it? Is it normal to take uh, to build confidence? To take time to build confidence or practice with this? I mean, I low hanging fruit, super easy. I get Susan, giddy and can, laugh Susan, at some Susan, of it. Susan, can can you find the one that needs to practice this? There isn't that. Yeah. Okay. What's the problem? <laughs> Just be here now. Yeah. Okay. Just be here now. Okay. okay. Do, do, do you need to practice to be what you already are? <laughs> I I feel like I need ego Lysol. <laughs> you know, just to kill the Lysol, the Lysol, the, the ego stuff. But what you're saying is non-judgment will do that, will be my Lysol. Yeah. Susan, is that anything other than the story? No, no, I have a great <laughs> imagination. Can you see how the only problem is that you're in the present moment and you go jumping into a story and go, okay, I have now forgotten that everything's fine in the present moment. I'm going to pretend I am this story of myself and time. And now I'm going to make a problem and go, how do I fix it? Yes. Okay. And to return to where you are, look at the nonsense going on in your head without judging it and feel what you are that looks. Or what you are that looks is the truth of everything and everyone. Can you you lighten all of us. You, you, yes. you don't have to fix the ego. You don't have to change the ego. You don't have to suffocate it. You don't have to get rid of it. You don't have to do anything with the ego. It's not you. You, this awareness the one who looks do you have a past it, it just it, everything just is in it everything is it you're talking well are, are you separate from it there is no me in it there there is no like well there's no susan in it there's no susan in it so so you, what you are here now in this moment, have you ever been Susan? Or have you always only, been this? Only in the movie. <laughs> so in the present moment, when you're not jumping into an imaginary past, have you ever been anything other than what you are here now in this moment? No. No. There is no separate self. It's smoke and mirrors. You have to leave the present moment and clothe yourself in stories of the past to pretend you're something you're not and then go, now I have a problem. There's no problem. One problem, one solution. And illusion confusion is that problem. 
if you confuse yourself with illusion of anything that is not of the isness of now, just now, there's confusion. So, so that thought about confusion, can you just forgive that thought being there for a moment? And that thought that I need to figure this out and I need to work this out and I need to find a strategy. Can you just forgive that being there for a minute? And can you just forgive any ideas and beliefs you have that any of that nonsense has anything to do with what you are in the present moment? Yes. And can you welcome what you are here now in this moment in the Holy Spirit? With great gratitude, yes. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Okay, we had a hand up, but it's gone down again. So I think that brings us to a natural end for today's meeting. Um, for So look, for most of you guys, I'll be catching up with you in the group. And um, if you are listening to the podcast or watching on YouTube, uh, I want to wish all of you a rebirth of Christ this Christmas. Oh, thank you, Thanks, Keith. Guys. Can I just read something that's something that's in the chat for you right here? It You're says, as you, teach, as you teach, so our understanding deepens, and thus we have fewer questions to ask. You have given us the answer, and we hear you. It resonates with our true self, and it disappeared from my... <laughs> um, uh, it resonates... Uh... Anyway, okay, that just, that just completely... Oh, thank you so much. And uh, Merry Christmas to you. Thank you so much, Keith. Brilliant. Beautiful. <laughs> Guys, thanks a million. Have a lovely Sunday. Thank you, Keith. Thank, Thank you, Keith. Thank you, Keith. Thank you, Keith. Merry Christmas. 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 Merry Christmas